We, you already know we've seen this before in, in Eretz Chayfetz, but Rab Shaila doesn't bring necessarily the entire if the entire Torah that we have from Rav Kook, Baruch Hashem, since the time that Rab Shaila was nifter, many of the Ksavim have been completed and put together that Rab Shaila didn't necessarily have access to. Here, it's interesting, Yud Aleph and Yud Beis, we're in Paragdal, Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, that's where we're up to, Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, Those are really uh, two parts of, of one seif in the iris, of, in the beginning of the iris, where Rav Kook has the iris of Eretz Yisrael, seif vav, so Rav Shaila has it in Yud Aleph and Yud Beis now a sefer. The page that you just got is the entire piece from the iris. There are pieces, there's, there's, there are things that are missing here in, in, in Eretz Chayfetz. So you have the pleasure of having the English on the right side there also. Now, a, a number of times in, in, in our learning, after Rav Cook speaks about one of the Mylas of Eretz Yisrael, whatever the Mylas is that he's talking about, He remembers his brothers and sisters in Chutzlars, and he remembers that he also grew up in Chutzlars. And and the question that we have in Chutzlars is: So then, what's our shaykes to these madregas, to these midas, these madregas that these eshel dike hasagis that Rav Kook is talking about? Now, Rav Kook himself, as you know, and I mentioned a few weeks ago, but you know that Rav Kook himself was much to his terrible, terrible disappointment and Agnes Nefesh that he was stuck in Chutzlaretz when he went to Switzerland and World War I began it was the beginning of the war even before it actually started, travel became impossible, it was of course Ashgacher Pratis, but Rav Kook was in Gaulis outside of Eretz Israel eventually came to London He became and he became the Rav there, one of the biggest Kehilas in London. And in this Torah that we're going to learn now, we could hear Rav Cook speaking to us from <coughs> Galas. That's where we are right now. And he says, Pulas Ruach HaKedusha. We were talking about Ruach HaKadosh and Nevuah and of course, Eshesel is the is the place of Ruach Hakadosh and of Nevuah. Pulas Ruach Hakadosh. We'll, we'll, we'll read it in in, in the Lashon, and then we'll just go over and read a little bit in English. Pulas Ruach Hakadosh and Ekletes Beretzisel Poelas He Tadir. 
So the effect of the Ruach HaKodesh, of the Holy Spirit absorbed in the land of Israel and Israel, works constantly. Gam im nizdamin hadover v'yotza ha'odam chutz la'aretz. Even if it happens, nizdamin hadover, even if it should happen that a person leaves Eretz Yisrael, either by mistake, mistake was, I mean, how do you leave Eretz by mistake? You take the wrong, the, the wrong plane. So the Eretz mistake means that he thought that he had, it means where a person believed that he had a halachic justification for leaving, and it could be it was a mistake. He thought, that he, he thought that he was justified in leaving, and he understood, this person thought, he understood that he's allowed to leave. One is not just allowed to leave, as is so. So there are conditions in halacha of how and when a person is allowed to leave. So the, this person could be that he was mistaken. He left this, so he thought he's allowed, he's allowed to stop, to take a teal, to go to Chutzlars, to go visit. There's a lot of shoot that a person can go on a teal take his family to Cyprus for the weekend or something. It's not possible. So a person could make a mistake. Leave out to by mistake. Which is, of course, what happened to Rav Kook. Or a necessity. It was a Siba Mokrachas. The reason that Rav Kook went to Chutzlars to begin with, which was not something that he wanted to do, but he went to st- actually to, to speak at, at a very important convention. That his the whole tachlis of him going was to be ma'ayra havas yisrael eretzisrael, and to try to be mechazik the oylem to come back to eretzisrael, and he got stuck in chutzlars. He got stuck in Switzerland. That's where he met his famous Talmud, Rabbi David Cohen the Nazir. This is an amazing story itself. Ashkacha Pratis, how they met and what happened when they met, and Rabbi David Cohen the Nazir was at that time a a brilliant young Talmud Chacham who left Raden, who left the world of the Chavetz Chaim. He was drawn, as many young people were at that time, to study in university, and he went to Switzerland, and and he met Rav Kook in Switzerland, and that changed his life and changed Rav Kook's life. So during that time, Rav Kook was forced to be in Chustaretz. V'yotza adam Chustaretz, a'idei ta'os, a'idei ezes sibu mechrachas. Once Nevoah took hold of a person and had come to rest upon a person in Eretz Yisrael, it doesn't stop even though the person leaves Eretz Yisrael. And the precedent for that, of course, is with the Cheskel Navi, which I've mentioned a number of times over the past few weeks. It says in Pasuk, Hayo, Hayo, Dvar Hashem, El Yecheskel, Be'eretz Kazdem. It's an interesting Lashem. Instead of just saying, Hayo, Dvar Hashem, meaning that prophecy had come upon Yecheskel and Eretz Kazdem, which itself is a shocking thing. Eretz Kazdim is not Eretz Yisrael. So, how could it be that it came upon him in Eretz Kazdim? But the Pasuk gives it away. Instead of just saying, Haya, that the, there was a Haya, 
Dvar Hashem Ayichaska says, Hayo Haya. Hayo Haya. It's very strange. It was, and therefore it was. So Chazal explained that Hayo Haya Dvar Hashem Ayichaska, where it's Kazdim, Hayo, or Hayo, but Nesha Hayakvar. That the passage is explaining. How could there be such a thing? That Nevuah should come upon Yechezkel when he's in or, when he's in, in Kazdem, when he's in Chutzlaretz. How could there be a Nevuah in Chutzlaretz? So the pasuk is alluding to that when it says Hayo Hayo, since he already was a Navi, and he already was in the parish of Nevuah, and he was already hearing, receiving Nevuah, and as a Israel, so Mimela Hayo Hayo, he's able to continue on with that beyond the borders of Israel. It's because he already was a Navi and, and therefore he was able to continue with the Nevuah. So therefore Rav Kook is explaining that once Nevuah, that's what he began with, once Nevuah is absorbed in Eretz it works continuously. It continues to work. It doesn't stop. Shifas HaKadosh the flow of holiness Shehuschala Be'eret Yisrael which began in Eretz Yisrael Milaketesi as kol birure HaKadosh hanimtsoyim b'chutz l'aretz b'chol hamamakim so the flow of holiness which began in Eretz Yisrael gathers all of the sparks of holiness Found outside of Eretz Yisrael, there are sparks of holiness. We're just looking at this morning in Chesidus. There are sparks of elokus in everything that exists, and not just in Eretz Yisrael, Chutzlaretz as well. But in Chutzlaretz, it's very, very hard to draw them out. It's very hard to to connect to those sparks of elokus to the presence of God in everything in in Chutzlaretz because of the tomb of Chutzlaretz, which is such a, a blockage, which is such a veneer such an obstruction to, to being able to being able to come to contact with the elokus that's everywhere. But when when the person, when the tzaddik, when the navi, who already experienced nevuah in Yisrael, when he is forced to chutzlaretz like Yecheskel Navi, that went into Golas, when he goes to chutzlaretz, so the kedush of Yisrael that is that is shining from this Navi, the Ruach HaKadusha, the Nevuah, the Koyach HaVetz Yisrael, that the Navi is, that the Navi is able to sustain while he's in Garlis, works like a magnet. It works like a magnet. It's like, you know, you know, like they have these things that could detect if there's water, you know, um, I think, or if there's uh, some minerals, so they have special uh, devices that they walk around someplace and goes, and then when it gets to where there's water, it goes. Dit, 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 dit. So the navi, the navi is has already the navi is a person that is that is so completely mukaf, surrounded and completely, completely, completely filled with nevuah, that when he goes to chutzlars. Then all of the all of the kedusha and chutz starts. It starts to it starts to run to him. It starts. To, it's a, it's attracted to the navi. It's drawn to the navi. 
Shifas Hakodesh Shehuslav Esel Milaketesi. The flow of holiness which began in Eretz Yisrael gathers all the refined sparks of holiness. It's called Birui Hakodesh Hanim Soim BeChutzlarets that are found in Chutzlarets. B'Chol Hamamaki in all of the depths. Because in Chutzlarets it's very very hard. But the Navi, the Navi is, is is like is is pounding with this with this ruach of Eretz Yisrael, this ruach hanavuah, ruach hakaidus. So all of the nitzaytes are very very much drawn to the Navi. And even though normally in Chutzlar it's so hard to squeeze out the elokus and everything, but when the Navi walks into the place, the elokus is jumping and the elokus is flying over to be connected to the. To the Ish Eretz Yisrael, to the Tzaddik of Eretz Yisrael, the Navi of Eretz Yisrael. Malaketes he is called Ruach Kodesh and the Besoyim Chuslot b'Chol Hamamakim. In all the depths, umekaravtam b'Koicha Ham b'Koicha Hamoishech Eleha, and and attracts them by its magnetism. Its magnetism. The Chaimakadosh talks about how it, it could have been had we not failed and we would have remained in Eretz Yisrael. So Chaimakadosh is bothered by the reality of Chutzlar at Safkal Saf. What about all the Elikus and Chutzlarets? How could that be abandoned? How could it be left? Who's going to take care? Who's going to take care of uh, of, of, of chutzlarts? Chutzlarts, the mamakim, the chutzlarts has elokus. So, so if we wouldn't have sinned, and we wouldn't have been forced to go into Galus, now that we're in Galus, we understand. So a couple of years we open up over here in Wodmir, and then we're able to be megal elokus in this place. And Jews go. Now I heard there's a chabad in South Dakota. It was the only place in America they didn't have, and now there's a they didn't have an official. Chabad place. There was a there was a fellow that was going a lot back and forth, but there was no there was no official Chabad place. Now, Hashem, every single state of the union has. And what was what was going to be in that place? What was in this place? So, if we would have stayed in Israel, and we would have been schlepped around, it would have been thrown all over the world. So, what would have been with all the locusts in these in the in these places? What would it have been? I remember that that when I was when we were first married, so. So I, I, I used to take these jobs with the Vatikashas of Queens. I was too much gear into Kasha, Kasha to try because the school didn't pay enough money. I don't know if you could believe such a thing, but <laughs> we didn't make enough money in Yeshiva. And I had to go. Uh, I had to go over. I say Shabbos, I would leave and I would come back Monday morning and go to teach. I'd be off straight through through Shabbos, Shabbos and Sunday and Kashering and all this stuff. And we go to these to these hotels. You know, you have Jews. They like to make in fancy hotels. And so I so. So I had a chalisa zadas because it was it was elul. In in those years, you did one of these weekend things. Hashgach, we were able to get four hundred dollars in cash. Now you don't know what that was. It's not bad money even now, but it was an oisha mamish. So after Avdala, I ran straight to this place. It was far, far away. I had to drive for two hours. It was someplace in Connecticut somewhere. I never heard. I don't remember the name of the place. Wasn't it? But these Jews wanted to make in this hotel uh, a simcha. And we had to get there in the middle of the night, Moshe Shabbos, to be able to make sure that we'd be to cash all the ovens and to make sure everything was okay. 
Kasha with the ovens. It was chazitre from these places, so chazit. You know, but uh, kasha as much as we could. Uh, the people shouldn't should feel that they think that they're eating kosher. So we, so we went we went there to. There's this other guy, Moshe, and the, the two Moshe's went, and they gave us a staff of, uh, of miscreants and, and former convicts and ex-cons and so on to be like our staff to help us. And uh, to Kasha, there was going to be this wedding in someplace in Connecticut for like, for like 2,000 people. And we had to have it ready by the next afternoon at 4 o'clock. So it was Elul, and I had a terrible Chalisha Sadas because everything was crazy, crazy rushing because you only have a certain amount of time until we got there, and then and you have to leave a certain amount of time for everything to, you know, to kasha, everything was, it was such a balagan. We had to daven. We had to daven. And back in those years, I was very from, and I was very, I was, I was, I was so upset. I was so upset to be, to be, to be Elul, like in such a place. I have chazer on my hands, and I'm washing my hands. And, and, to, and to, to go Elul, it was like, it was like a week or something before Slichus. And, and I'm standing here, and I was with this Chazidish my, my partner, this Chazidish guy. So we didn't have a minion. What kind of a minion? There's no minion there. So it was the two of us. So I had a Chalishas at that, Slichus almost. And I'm standing here with Chazid with and, and And what am I doing over here? And this is what became of me. And I don't know. I just had a very big Chalishas at And... And I, I put on my towels and film, and we were in this. We went. To, we had to run. We had to dive in fast also. The key can't leave the guardian by themselves. And what's going on? And all this. So we were we were in a big hurry, and and we and we went to this conference room. Where we found the door that was open. We were going. Everything was locked. We found this one room to go dive in. And we fast towels and film. And and I'm standing there. And I'm looking out the window, and I see this this like forest, whatever. And I have such a chalisa das. I felt like so low. And this and this this chassid Moshe starts to starts to sing a nigan, starts singing, and and uh, and they and they says to me Moshe, I'm a dancing. Let's do a dance. <laughs> so I said, What are you so like? What are you so happy about over here? <laughs> We're both like covered in schmutz and chaza. And, and he starts. So so we start, we start doing rikud, and he says to me, he says this is the machshav that he had. He said Moshe could be. That since other Mauritian, it could be that from the beginning of time there were never two Yidden here with a thousand film in this particular place that we're in right now. And you have any idea what, what a hysteria were causing to the whole place, to the whole, a, whole, a whole tumult over here that we're making, that we're, that we're coming here to Davin? And he went like into, he went crazy, this guy. We danced for, for like a half hour together. <laughs> and it, it came from such a Yerid that there's such a wonderful memory that I have of that, of that time. So the Rechamakad says a very deep thing. What would have been if we wouldn't have left Eretz If everything would have gone nice, well, then what about all of the Nitzaytzes? What about the Elokus in the world? So Chaim Kodesh says that, and he and he brings right, of course, like he brings rise from the Zara coalition from everywhere. That then Eretz would have been transformed into a huge magnet of Elokus with such strength and power by virtue of the kedusha of Am Yisrael connecting <coughs> entirely with Eretz in Eretz and then all of the Yitzhaytzes of Elokus would have been sucked over, would have been brought over from every corner. Me'abah, Kabez Nidcha Yisrael, Me'kabez Nidcha Yisrael. The sun is the Kabez Gul Yisrael. Mamish, every single, every single piece of Elokus would have been, would have been brought from Chutzlar Yisrael. What would then be with Chutzlar Yisrael? Chaim Kodesh talks about what would happen then. He talks about it, but, but there is such a thing that, that, a, that a Jew can become a magnet. 
we, if we would see with our eyes what's happening in Ruchnis, when 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 one of us when we walk into we walk into a, a supermarket, if we would be able to if be able to see what's going on, not with the eyes of you, what's going on with the eyes, stop. But when you walk in, you you walk you work you're walking past the oranges and the apples, right? The fruit section. So especially especially if you're, a, if you're not in a Jewish neighborhood, and you're going to a place to get pick up some fruit. You're on a trip someplace with the family, you know, uh, uh, far away somewhere, and you're going to a grocery to get some fruit, and you walk into the grocery, all of the oranges. When a Jew walks in, all the oranges are saying, "Me, me, 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 me." Really, the mom is saying, "Me, me." They see a Jew walking in, they're so excited, "Me." Every single thing that's there, everything is misoira that there's a yid over here, and this yid is going to make a bracha. It looks like it's a front person. They start pushing each other and screaming, "Me, me!" That, that, that come over here, over here. They try. That you should come over to them to have this chiyah that you, was bought by a Jew, and that this Jew is going to say, "Bury It's a gewaldige thing. If you would be able to see with the ene haruach what happens with, wherever we are in the world, there's such a hisoiris of, of the whole of of these nitzaytes of creation. To be able to be brought up and to be brought back to the Rabbanu Shalom through us. So a cook is saying that <clears throat> when the Navi walks in Chutzlaritz, wow. The Navi walks in Chutzlaritz. So he says he gathers all the sparks of holiness found outside the land and all the depths and attracts them by its magnetism. Kol Masha Kosha Yoisa Lizbolis Avir Chutzlaritz. The more difficult it is to endure the air outside the land, of course it doesn't mean anything physical, but living outside, the more difficult it is for a person to, to, to tolerate, to, to bear the avir of chutzlars. Kol margishim yoiser as ruach shall adoma tmeya, the more one feels the spirit of impurity of an impure land, the more that it bothers you, the more that it bothers you to be in Chutzlaritz, the more pain you feel. Not because of not because of some uh, historical, political, sociological, sociological uh, reason, but because of Kedusha Sa'aris. Does it mean uh, you know you miss your uh, you miss your your place, your apartment, your house? There. It means it pains you because of the tumor of Chutzlaritz. And that and that and the kedusha v'etzel you you feel so far from the kedusha v'etzel and, and it hurts you it pains you. The more one feels the spirit of impurity of an impure land, that it bothers you the impurity of 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 chutzlaritz. The more that you feel that, Rav Cook writes, zeo simen leklita yoisep pnimis shal kedusha v'etzel. This is a sign of an inner absorption. Of the holiness of the land of Israel means that you are a person that can attract, can draw the nitzaisis of kedusha, because you are a person. You're not an avi, but you are a person who is hayo hayo that you can't bear being away from the land, and by not being able to bear being away from the land, you're able to you're able to absorb from the holiness of the land. Besides the nitzaisis of where you are, you're able to absorb. You're able to have with you. Kedushas, some of the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. Even though you're, you're, you're whatever, you're, in, you're far away. You're in Chustars, you're in, in, in some place, wherever you are. But 
because of that, Rav Kook says it's a simon. If you if you are if you can't bear chutzlarts, and if you're longing, for, if you're a Jew that longs for Eretz Yisrael, and you feel out of place in the avir of chutzlarts, it's a simon that you're still Eretz Yisraelic, even though you it could be that you never ever actually visited there. All of us come from Eretz Yisrael, and that you're that the that when, with Eretz Yisrael, this is a simon. That's what Cook writes. The simon is a similar klita yoisef pnimis. That means that you've absorbed in a very deep way. Kedusha says Yisrael. This is a sign of an inner absorption of the holiness of Eretz Yisrael. The chesed elyon of a supernal, a divine love. Ashaloyazayv mimenu, which will not abandon a person. Misha zochel hestoyfer b'tzaltzach shel Eretz Yisrael which will not abandon the person who has merited to find shelter in the pure shade of the land of life. For a Jew who is truly deeply connected to Eretz Yisrael, he takes it with him even when he's forced to leave. That's why those people have to go back. It wasn't always possible to go back. Now it is possible to go back. Whenever I have this conversation with, with people, because very often, Baruch Hashem, People come to to tell me that they're thinking about moving to Eretz Yisrael, and they want to discuss it. So we have I've had over the years hundreds of conversations like this with Chava, with sincere Chava that are thinking about plans of how of, of how to make that happen, and we we, we discuss that and the children and where to go and Parnas and so on. So what what I what I always say and there's such a difference between one person that comes in and the other person that comes in. If you're an SSL Dikiyid, then you then whatever the things that are that are in the way, you're gonna end up going there. And if you're not, you might. But there's also a strong possibility that you won't because there will be things in the way. For a person who is an SSL Dikiyid, who somehow has this, what Rav Cook has described, who's absorbed somehow the holiness of the land, in this Gilgal from earlier Gilgal, whatever it is, there are people that are Meshuggah with SSL. I'm not talking about visiting and coming back and forth. That's that's a modern hechatimsa of of being happy and feeling good. I'm talking about a person who can't leave the land, who can't bear to leave the land. Such a person ends up in Israel. That's just that doesn't mean he won't have to sometimes come back to take care of things. I'm not talking about that. Which in the modern times, it's, it's Baruch Hashem, people have the ability to travel in such a way. But it's so when you have someone that's meshuga for Israel, whatever will be, whatever curve you'll throw at the person, or whatever mania there'll be, it doesn't it doesn't scare them. It doesn't scare them. And for the people who are not so strong in that Indian of Israel, even though they they'd like to go, once the once the mania start, once the obstacles come, already they're taken very much down by them. It's very hard for them to deal with it. And so it is when you come to Israel. The people who moved to Israel lived to Israel, and there were Jews that lived in such crazy conditions and such hard, went through such hardships. They, 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 they wouldn't give it up for anything. And there are other people they went and they had some, they tried, and they had some hardships because it's, of course, very hard to make adjustments and so on. It's much better now than it used to be. <coughs> but then, but then they, they, you know, they can't be civil and they leave Israel. 
So these are, <clears throat> they're all wonderful people. I'm not saying that one Jew is better than the other Jew. But there are certain neshamas that if we knew where these neshamas came from and how attached they were to Israel, so maybe it was a neshama of a Jew that was Takanavi, you know, some time before, or had some very, very strong Indian that was a kind that was working in Bissamikdish, whatever it is. It has such a kesha to Israel that nothing can stand in the way. You could say, this, is, this could be very bad for your kids because the school's going to be a problem. This could be very pinoso, what are you going to do? This could be that. And they have, to, they have to roots them for everything. And once, these, once I have these conversations, I see the person has all these kind of roots, even though they're such crazy roots. A lot of times they're crazy roots, they don't make any sense. So then I just say, and have a lot of mazel and nachs. There's nothing to talk to. There's a Michigan. Then you talk to another person, you say, what about Panos? And he says, oh, you talk about it. I don't think I should go. <laughs> Not that just like that. So fast, it usually takes a little bit. But you ask him a kasha, and the kasha really slugs up as his soul. I can't, you're right, I don't I can't. And they're legitimate kashas. They're strong questions. About education, about Panosa, they're strong questions. But it's such a thing. There are, there are Jews that are like that. So if Cook says... Gam this person, this type of a person, even when he wanders far away from Eretz Yisrael, because there's the circumstances of his life, even when he wanders far away from Eretz Yisrael, even in the land of his exile. I don't know exactly when Rav Kook said this there, when he taught this, if this is when he was in Chutz Laris, I don't know. The strangeness that one feels outside of Eretz Yisrael, you feel strange, you feel like you don't belong. Binds in a very strong way. The strangeness that one feels outside the land Binds all the inner spiritual desire to the Torah Israel and its holiness. Kudushasa, that feeling, the feeling of strangeness, that this is not my place. I wonder what the Security Council would say about what we're learning. Be an interesting thing to hear. Yeah. <coughs> the longing and the expectation, the hope to see, once again, to see the land. Mizgaberis grows stronger and stronger. Vitsiyur chakikas tavnis hakaydash shel eretz. And the mental picture of the holy structure of eretz asher eini Hashem batamid the longing, the expectation that a person, that this person has, and the way that he constantly in his mind has a mental picture, not of the uh, kinyon, not of the mall, and not of the shuk, but a mental picture of, of the mekomes akadoshim, of the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, of the davening, of the learning of Eretz Yisrael, of which is a, a land which the Torah says, Hashem tamid, that Hashem's eyes are continuously upon her. From the beginning of the year until the end of the year. 
the longing that that person has, and to the de- and to the degree that he that he thinks about and he has these images in his mind, imagining being back and remembering what it was like to be there. Miss Amekis Yosef Yosef. Deepens, becomes deeper and deeper in this person when he's in Chutzlaritz. In a certain way, when he's away, it's deeper than when he's there. The gagum, the longing, and the missing is very strong. When the deep, holy desire of love, of Tzion, of remembrance of the land, remembering Eretz Yisrael, to which all delights are attached. When that grows strong, when that longing, when that remembrance, when that desire grows strong in the Neshama, even in the individual soul of, of, of a person, not dafka a group, or a, a kehila, a tzibur, but a, or am yourself, but even in the individual soul of, of a Jew. Harihi oisa pu'ulas nivia ma'ayonis l'kol haklal. It opens up a fountain flow for the entire community. There's this one Jew that's uh, on fire with Eretz Yisrael. <coughs> and he's in Chutzlaretz now. When this Jew, when it's Eretz Yisrael Tegid is in Chutzlaretz, other Jews are awakened by him. Doesn't have to give Joshua, doesn't have to say a thing. There's just an awakening. Mm-hmm. Because they're drawn to him. Like a magnet. They're drawn to this Eretz Yisrael Tegid, to this Jew who's on fire with Eretz Yisrael. Who's on fire with Eretz Yisrael. They're drawn to him. Like a fountain. It opens up a fountain flow for the entire community. For the entire community. The story of how the Nazir was brought, was brought how he came, became a chassid of Rav Kook, was that he had heard so much about Rav Kook and he felt very connected him to things that he had heard and seen in the writings, whatever was available. And he went there, it was a whole nice of cooking that was in a place like a hotel or something. And and the Nazir went there. And he, he was trying very hard to have some time to talk to Rav Cook, to speak to Rav Cook. And from where he was sleeping, he heard Rav Cook saying Birchaz Ashacha. The Nazir describes what happened. He said that his soul was completely ripped out of him. He just heard of Cook saying Brochus in the other room. It creates, it, cre- it opens up a fountain flow for the entire community. Le river voice, Nishamas, Akshurus Ima. For myriad souls, for the many souls attached to her. The Kol Shoifer, because all souls are connected, of course, but there are certain souls that are more connected to that person than others. 
Bekol shoifer shall kibbutz nidachim misoyer. And the voice of the shofar of the ingathering of, of exiles, of, of Kibbutz Nidachim, I was talking about before, Miss Oyer is aroused. And it draws down tremendous Rachemim. It opens up tremendous Rachemim from Shemaim. Tremendous, tremendous Rachemim. Because that in this place, in Chutzlar, so far from Eretz Yisrael, there's a Hisoyrus of Eretz Yisrael, there's an Avira of Eretz Yisrael, because of this person and the others who are lifted up with him. And it opens up, tremendous, tremendous, tremendous Ashpos come down, it opens up a Shah, a Shah Shamai. Even from Chutzlar. V'tikvas chayim li Yisrael misnotzetzes. The hope of life for Am Yisrael glitters, begins to shine. The hope of life to bring back, to, begins to bring us back to life. And the sapling of Hashem flourishes, grows. And the light of salvation and redemption breaks breaks through the thickness of Golos, that air of Golos, the pollution and the filth of Golos. It breaks through and spreads. In Chutzlaretz. Keshachar Parus al As dawn spreads over the mountains. As, spread, as the dawn of the light of dawn as it spreads over the mountains. Now there's a page that I gave you two weeks ago you probably have inside your safer. Let's just do it quickly. I mentioned this last time, <coughs> outside, but I want you to see it inside. It's from of Cook's Talmud, Rabbi Yaakov Moshe Chalab. You see what says, Vayivka B'mokam? Hebrew, Hebrew. Vayivka B'mokam. This is in one of the Chalakim of Meimarim, Chelakei, <coughs> which is called Nimukei Mikros, which are small little Torahs of Yaakov Moshe. He has longer ones in other volumes, but in this volume 5, there are short little Torahs on Chumash. In Chelakei of Meimarim, Nimukei Mikros, it's called, Meimarim. So this is a Torah. The, the, the Rashi, everybody knows. This is Vayivka B'mokim, it's a few parashiyas ago, Vayetzai. I mentioned this outside, I just want you to see what Yaakov Moshe, what he says. This is a chalab, this is a chalab, Yaakov Meshachalab, of Cook's Talmud. That Yaakovino came to the place. Now he was going, he, went to, he was in the Chorin, he was in the Chutzlars, right? So it says he, he, he encountered the place. And then the dream of the ladder, angels, he wakes up, Hashem is in this place. I didn't know. He says, This is the gateway to heaven. So he brings Rashi. Kimoto lacharon omer efshar varati al mokim shispalu avayis avinilay spalalti. So Yaakov has a chalisha das. He's oifek. I passed by the place that my ancestors where they used to daven. I came. I was running to charon. I didn't daven. Kiyov dait lemeheder. He didn't daven by where by the mokim amigdash. He he passed by the, the Har Maria 
on his way out, and he and he was in the area, and he didn't die. He, he, he didn't daven like like Yitzchak Avinu and like Avram Avinu. So he had Achalisus Adas. Kad Yoiv died till him So he had in his mind to to go back. I have to go back. And what happened? Kafzalei Ara Miyad Vayivkab Malkam. Kafzalei Ara. A very strange thing happened. We don't know what it means, but the basic the Malkam Amikdash Har Maria jumped to him. We don't understand that. We know there's any of Kriyat Sadar that a person is taken suddenly to another place, but that the place comes to him. That Har Maria, the mountain, Nekar, was uprooted and came to Yaakov Avinu. <coughs> so this is the Shurish of what Rav Kook was just teaching, what we learned. Kan, Rabbi Yaakov Meshach says, Kan over here, Solal Yaakov Avinu derech Labanav. Yaakov Avinu paved a path for his children. Then even when Jews are in Gaulus, if they would at least have a longing for Israel, like Yaakov did, at least they would have a longing for Israel, on the light of redemption, doesn't mean the physical mountain, but it means the Kedushas Har Maria, Kedushas Har Israel, will come to them. And Chul starts. Yikfaits kenegdam har hamaria mokum kodesh kadoshim, the place of the kodesh kadoshim. Who besoy cheshkas agolus, and in the darkness of golus, yoyer or noiga shel hagula, the bright light of gula can shine even in that place in golus. Of course, the holy night of Hanukkah was the only the only time of the year, the only mitzvah of the year that we have. With his Navoid of the Beis Hamikdash, Ain Navoid of the Beis Hamikdash, that's in the house in Gullus, is the is Hadlakas near Hanukkah. We don't have anything like that. We have things that are zeicher. So by the so you have by Dafi uh, Kaim whatever is a zeicher. But to have a mice like that of Hadlakas, it can't be of course the same as allowed, But but to make a yontiv and the whole yontiv is a yontiv of of what. Of a beis and in in chutzlars. and this comes from Yaakov Avinu. that because there was such a powerful longing that he had, such a powerful longing to return to. To the Mokim Amigdash, and he said, What did I do? That I left, and I, I, I didn't dive in there. The land, I mean, Har Maria, the mountain, jumped to him. So Yaakov Moshe says, from that, that's the Shairish. And from there, Gam Bonav Achrav, that it's possible, that his children and grandchildren, his descendants afterwards, Im Yagbiru Es Chukosam, if they strengthen their longing for Eretz Yisrael, for Yushalayim, Yenech it will be considered, not just considered, 
But mamish. Kilo they're mamish standing, not just in Yerushalayim, but the Harakodesh, mamish, and the Migdash, which is why the Rishonim bring down, that I've mentioned in the past, it's brought down to Rabbi Yon and and other places, that it's a very strong to imagine oneself standing by the base of Migdash, to at least picture where you're standing by the Kaisal and and to, to try as much as possible to strengthen that image of yourself being in, 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 uh, over there by the mountain and being by the, by the Kaisal, being in that place. It's a very powerful kavana. Now, kavana takes a person to an Etzeshaldika uh, world, and, and Mimela, all that we were learning from Afkuk, is able to, he's able to open up Zesha Hashemayim. Ein Zekim Beselukim Zesha Hashemayim. Yaakovina was doing Zesha. He was in, he was in Chutzlar. It was Zesha. It was Zesha Shemayim. How could it be so right? That's what Rashi says. That the Yishlam Shomal, the Beis HaMikdash Shomal, aligns itself with the person, even though the person is sitting someplace, you know, in traffic, you know, on the Williamsburg Bridge, whatever it is. There's such a thing that happens. When a person has this Ishtokikos, the person has this longing. It's ki lohem oimdim bahara kodesh v'amikdash b'aretz avasayim. It's, it's, it's a very strong kavana to have, my davening. Well, Hashem's book should help us. We've had this kavana for, for, for a long time. We should be to see. We're, we're, we're living in a time that there are nisim, nisim, not only they're beginning to unfold before our eyes. We're going to talk about this strange period of time. Soon we're going to look back on this strange period of time and see that it was this chalta de gula of. It was the beginning of a, a, a very great, deep, and mysterious way that Hashem was working out the Gula. Now that, now that the that the world uh, or the representation of the of the Tumah of the world came to came to the conclusion, and America abstained from disagreeing that Yushalayim is not ours and SSL is not ours. So it can't be that the Shechina Kedoshim is going to be civil such a thing. Can't be. Even Jews who are not who are not Shem and Mitzvahs can't be civil to hear such a thing. Even Jews who are so far removed, what 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 he did with this this vicious, what they did, this vicious, is the biggest taiva in the world that they could have done for them. such a taiva they did for Am Yisrael. We're going to see what they did such a big taiva. When we see them in Hafeichu, what they did such a taiva that they did, it's going to come out from all of this. Right now, people are so nervous, they're scared what's going to be. It's going to cost a lot of money because uh, now everybody in the world has a hechatim to this. You see, you see, we can't buy anything from it, whatever. The BDS and all these Rishayim, they're going to use, of course, all of these things, connect Dana. But that's only short term, what we see in front of our eyes. The bigger picture is that something remarkable is, something remarkable is happening. And there's a Michigan that's going to be coming to the White House in a couple of weeks, and he's sending out he's sending out twitters. Don't worry, wait. Soon, soon, soon. Coming events. Maybe that maybe the Hashem has such a thing. It's not. It, it didn't even wait to happen until he came into the White House. And where do you ever have that a president elect should open up his mouth? Okay, he's a. He's not in control. But where do you ever happen that a president elect should start making all kinds of all kinds of things before he even comes to and the whole Indian that he's that he's talking about and that he was trying to he was trying to, to help out was the guy Baratzisrael in Yushalayim. Where do you ever have such a thing? 
So the terrorist that he's, he's such a mechutzah, if it's truly a mechutzah, but why the Hashem's about what's going on with all of this? To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I, 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 I,